Are you ready? This is the Naughty Strawberry. Let's get weird. Aloha and welcome to the Naughty Strawberry. I'm Brittany. And I'm Jackie. And I know you're waiting for me to say a special guest, but we're trying out a new format for today. We're trying to be professionals, guys. I know that's shocking, but we're trying to be professionals. Here we are. And um, we had a call in, which we'll get to a little later on in the episode. Um, So we're going to go over some other things first and then get into our very special guest. Before this podcast, we were uh, we were talking, and you said you're going through some stuff. So what are you going? Oh, we're right off the bat. What are you going, going through, through that? Brittany? I mean, what well, else, what did you okay, want to say? Because obviously, I started this blogging podcast because I am passionate about sex. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everyone knows me as like this super sexual person, and um, I think it would be dishonest of me to not talk about my issues currently what's your issues i wasn't aware there were issues until right now well they are issues i mean they're like fixable issues and it's not like you know that bad but um everyone obviously knows i'm in a bdsm and kink and i'm currently living at my mother's house for a span of two mm-hmm, months mm-hmm. with daddy while i wait to and go Bella! oh my god <laughs> so <laughs> it's just gotten to the point where it's causing me to go into like an uber depression of, I've been in a bit of a funk lately too. Of having what I want, but I can't really, mm-hmm. I can't do anything. Gotcha. So it's just like that's how we connect to get closer, and it's just like it's a little difficult right now. So to everyone living at home that is currently uh, going through some shit sexually, I feel ya. <laughs> I feels ya. No, like that shit fucking depresses me so much. I'm kind of ooh, I'm falling. Um like I don't feel like me. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've been I've been struggling sexually too, kind of. Not in the same kind of way, but um I've just been Why are you smiling? I'm waiting for why. <laughs> um okay, well, so the guy the guy that I've been sleeping with, um I know that I I think the last time we talked about him, I said we had like a breakthrough. Um like we hit like great sex and then we backtracked and it went back to like okay sex <laughs> and uh i don't know i like i feel like every time and then we hit we hit it again but is that anything to do with the actual physical things going on or is that just you because you're i'm what <laughs> you're going through some shit about why you don't like him like that no stop it no, we're not talking about that on here <laughs> It's private information. Um, uh, no, I don't. I don't know. I've been in a little bit of a funk, like just depression-wise, kind mm. of not not extreme, but like just a little like meh. Like I feel off, and um, no, I think I feel like it's him, but I don't know how. Like I feel like every time we hit a point where like I was like, all right, we can move forward from here. Like we got to this point, cool. Like let's go forward, and then it's like, oh, just kidding. We literally go back to like. How the sex was before the next time we have sex. And then I feel like I got to build up and build up and build up and we get there. And then we go right back to the beginning again. So that happened again. So the other night we had we had a night where like he was a totally different person and the sex was like great. And then he just and I said I said also last time that I've been trying to find this balance between uh like weed and alcohol because oh, I feel yeah. like I <laughs> feel like it, yeah. I feel like the weed definitely helped us hit that peak and then so that the other night like I was like oh maybe I found the balance because we hit that peak again and then the next morning it was back to square one like <laughs> you know uh because our guest is talking about the Indian culture I feel like <laughs> <laughs> we should get the Kama Sutra I feel <laughs> I feel like uh weed is probably not in the Kama Sutra but it should be <laughs> Because well, I haven't had an out of body experience like you, <laughs> <What>? but <laughs> like I don't know, I gotta do some more reading on like tantric shit. But like, I feel like weed gets you pretty close. Yeah, and I, you know what? And every time I not we, out of body, but you like <clears throat> lose yourself. You know, well, but every time we hit this peak too, I'm like, wait a second, the difference, like the change, is kind of in him, not in me. 
So now I'm reevaluating because I'm like, what is he doing that gets him in this mood? And how do I get him there more often? So what do you think it is? Because like he doesn't like he doesn't eat me out on a regular basis. And both times like went to town like it was his job. And (laughs) and then like can't and it's crazy because he says he likes it, but he doesn't do it often. So then it like gives maybe me he's a, nervous about gives it. Gives me a complex. <laughs> maybe he's he... nervous. Did you tell him he's good at it? You just stroked the ego. <laughs> You're doing great. Keep up the good work. I gave him a high five last time. <laughs> <laughs> you did a great job. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was. Uh... <laughs> you have to understand the nature of our relationship. Ay ay ay. Well, and that's what you wanted to get oh, to. Well, we that's could also what? what you were obviously inching towards something that we shouldn't talk about. Yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> but um, no, I can't go there. <laughs> what? I don't know if I want to go there. Do you guys want an update on married guy? Yeah, we do. While well, I feel figure out <laughs> if I'm gonna, I'm gonna go there. I, I don't know if I like this new intro of us talking about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I like this. Oh, yeah, Give the people an um, update. Okay, on so the... update. Uh, this time last year, we did our sexuality and butt stuff podcast, where I was very heavily determined to go to Orlando and bone this guy. Well, we're still here. She went back <laughs> to Orlando, and so we're annually. here. We're here a year later, where I was supposed to see him, and he was very intent on like us getting together and hanging out and blah blah. blah. Found out accidentally again before. <laughs> to the con homeboy either had another baby or was about to have another baby pop out of his wife um so i was kind of keeping my distance but he was like i should get a hotel room and i was very like pc about it i was like if you want to get a hotel room that's up to you like that's your decision and uh so we never talked about it again because i guess he didn't like my answer and um yeah uh didn't see him all weekend i saw him once for like three minutes i kept trying to get together with him to just like hang out like not even anything sexual and he kept making excuses and then we like he's been weird oh yeah so well well he's been weird and i think anyone that's messed around with the married person or is a married person that cheats on people this is what they tend to do is when they're going through a stressful life situation. Oh yeah. That is when they are the most active in their double life. Yep, yep. I can attest to that. Yeah. So if you are uh in a relationship with a married person and they're all over your dick, that's probably they're why. Probably going through some shit. They had a baby, uh... they're getting married, <laughs> they're I don't fucking know. And I feel like I should just clarify again like we have not slept together. <laughs> I know it's crazy. So, like, if anyone can solve the riddle as to why this guy is still doing this bullshit, like, what is he getting out of? He's this? not getting anything out of exactly. it. Exactly, I don't get blo- it. I'm it's, so confused. It's just, is that what? That's um, what? Okay. Well, okay. I had a guy like that. <laughs> okay. I can't say his name on here. Okay. But he, that's who I was to him, though. You were like his support system. Yeah. And that's what I feel like it was. And, you know, and that's what, like, it's, I don't really want to go into full backstory and everything, but, like, we we had a very platonic correspondence yeah. at the beginning. That was the same thing. Um, And we just kind of clicked on a lot of the same things of, like, art and things like that. And um, he's an artist, so he's all, like, emotional and dramatic. So he sometimes sends me text. I, I forwarded Brittany some text messages, and she was like, "I can't handle oh, this Oh my guy. god! And, but he's been in rare form lately. Like he's been super dramatic and emo, and like we kind of had a thing the other night <laughs> where um, the topic of me sleeping with people came up, which uh, I've never once n- not told like told him I wasn't sleeping with people because um, obviously we're not having sex, so I'm not celibate. Hello. Um, and so I, it came up and he got weird and we never talked about it again. And then randomly the other night, he's like, so does he pleasure you? And I'm like, who? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? And he's like, the guy you were fucking. And I was like, am fucking? And he was like, oh, you're still fucking him? Why are we still talking if you're still fucking him? And I'm like, why are we still talking if you're married? <laughs> but I'm bummed. Like... And and then he's like, I asked you first. I was like, I was just making a point, not actually asking a question. Like it was rhetorical, um, but cool. And then we haven't talked since, so I don't know if we like broke up. <laughs> <laughs> we, we broke up. 
Um, but it's been real. Um, still want him to thoroughly destroy me, but uh, <laughs> I'll be okay if we don't talk. Oh, well, this is what I was telling Brittany, too, is because a lot of my friends don't understand why I still talk to him because, like, what am I getting out of it? Like, nothing. Um, but the effect that he has on me physically is just... But I really think it's just because you haven't had it yet. <sighs> but, dude, he touched my hip for the three minutes that I saw him, he tapped my hip. Yeah, bro, it's because you over the had clothes, it. and I fucking melted. <laughs> You're ridiculous. I'm it is. Literally, it's so I'm ridiculous. You... I. It infuriates me that he has that effect <laughs> on me. It makes me so livid. Okay, seething. Which is why I've said from the get go, just fucking get it over with. Well, that's You're what I want. I just, that was it's the discussion I had with him. I was like, listen, either we were cutting things off, or we're just fucking and getting it over with. And he was like, well, what are you doing Sunday? <laughs> So, but if he couldn't get away for five minutes to have a drink because his new baby is probably draining him of his energy, um, how's he going to manage to get away for an entire day to come have a sexcapade? Hmm. Hmm. We may never know, Pugs. To be continued. <laughs> um, well, well, okay, so my little depression slump. Yeah. But I don't think we talked about this on the podcast yet. What? But you remember my newfound ability? Your newfound ability? Yeah. To squirt? Yeah. We didn't really talk about that at all. Right. No, like me and you didn't even talk about that. Oh, yeah. You just told me that it was <laughs> oh, a yeah. thing. You, you wanted to talk you. about it on the podcast. Yeah, so apparently I have <laughs> that ability. Tell me about it. Uh, I don't know because, you know what I think? This is what I think. So we're at my house and we can't really be loud at all because obviously everyone's in the fucking living room until way past my bedtime. And... So I think because I'm not able to get anything out vocally. <laughs> so it came out from your vagina? I can squirt now. Surprise. <laughs> like, like, I, um, I mean, but how how much are we talking? Like squirt, like um like give me give me some feet. <laughs> I didn't measure it. Uh <laughs> what was he doing? A shot glass. Question. I don't know. No, like, no, but like what was he doing? Like what caused this? Fingering me. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've heard that. But I've that's never happened to me. It's happened twice now, by the way, actually. Oh, so it's a recurring thing. Yeah. Okay, so same same thing, fingering you? Yeah. So it's probably just like a spot that he's hitting that's just. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard that like every woman has the ability to squirt. Yeah, so it's have just... I, but I didn't buy it. <laughs> but now you're fully. Yeah. You're fully. So ladies, there you go. There you go. More and research so we've it, done it's... for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in the specific position of like me going down on him. Kind of 69. So my ass is the other way. Oh, I, I, I did 69 too. I so know. That's... We talked about it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we both like really don't like 69. <gasps> And for the same reasons. Well, you know, it's the first time that I've really like fully done it. Like it was like a, like a, a given amount of time. Yeah, not but you just... don't like it for the same reason. Yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. it. But we and we talked about that on the podcast. Is it just that it's like t you can't concentrate. No, like you can't get pleasure. When I'm giving head. I want to give head. I don't want to give head and I'm worried about. I don't know. Yeah. You know. I know. Um. Well, so I have another thing I didn't tell you about it all. Okay, no, no, no. Oh Lord. But, <laughs> no, get, I can't We're wait. just gonna have a whole podcast on our own right now. I can't wait for this reaction. Sorry, this AJ. This is a good one. I did tell you though. I told you about the spirit. I think haunting me. Remember? Yep, yep. And mm -hmm. my depressiveness. Yes, she's got a spirit haunting her. So <laughs> when I was telling Daddy all of that, and he was like, "Well, we obviously have to do something." And so in the midst of our coitus, um, <laughs> the question always arises, uh, Is where am I going to come? What? <laughs> <laughs> Is someone watching? No, that's not the question. <laughs> okay, okay. You were talking about spirits. <laughs> yes, wait for it. I okay. can't wait for this. Where okay. am I going to come? Where am I going to come? So, I mean, what are the options really? You got like... I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna swallow it, mm -hmm. or it's going on me. Oh, you were giving him head. No. We what were was fucking... happening? Oh, okay. So, so anyway, it's going in you or on you. Those are the options. <laughs> and so he came on me, and 
I just I'm imagining what he's he said something. No, I didn't get permission to share this one, so it's gonna be real great. But nope. um he <laughs> Come on, spit it out. I'm laughing at least away from the microphone. But okay. now you're not talking in it. <laughs> <clears throat> um he may or may not have used his cum to draw Oh, because I told him that 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 oh god that any religious symbol, whether I'm religious or not, if you put religious symbolism in a room, the spirit hates that because yeah. So did he use his cum to draw something religious on your body? Yes. <laughs> I'm glad. You I mean, put there's those pieces so together. many levels of hell that are being described right now. There may have been cum crosses on me. <laughs> multiples <laughs> yeah yeah and i just let them like soak like, in there i feel like i need to put this in a movie <laughs> be gone spirit ghosts. i did i felt i felt exercised <laughs> i like we let you it dry like i let sage the room with cum cum yes, crosses i did and on that note um <laughs> let's segue into what this podcast is really about um we have a special guest coming up and um we'll be back here we go all right guys we have our special guest for today uh prince aj kumar and he is on facebook chat right now so uh prince aj I know we we started off with the Skype and now we're on Facebook, <laughs> but we're determined. We're Technical determined to make this happen. The Prince is in the building today, and I'm super excited to be joining the both of you on this on this amazing podcast that you guys do. Yes, and as I was saying on Skype before we got interrupted, um, you found us through your podcast on Instagram. Um, looking through those hashtags, yeah, it was cool. Like, um, obviously, I, I do the podcast, the Spinning Heel Cake podcast. I'm in the pro wrestling world, and then I come across Naughty Strawberry, and I'm just like, huh, I gotta check these guys, gotta check this out, and I, I gave it a listen, I love what you guys do, um, so it was it was bound to happen where we connected, and you guys are having me on your podcast talking about things that I probably never would have ever <laughs> talked about on a podcast. I think that every day. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> funny, that's how Jackie feels her life is going. <laughs> how did I get here? <laughs> Except she has to do it. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm really excited to have you on because of the content of what you did want to talk about. We haven't had really anybody. I think we've touched on the Hispanic culture uh, with some of our guests, but a uh, a little bit, but we have never had somebody um, that wanted to come and talk about what you're going to talk about. Uh, so if you could tell us just a little bit about yourself, uh, we know you're with the spinning heel kick, um, and but just where you are in life how old you are etc cetera, etc cetera. any background you want to give us and on your sexual history as well for sure so 28 years old born and raised in san jose california um i'm indian uh from india not native american <laughs> uh, i'm actually a full-time social worker for foster youth and then you know i've always believed in chasing dreams like you know as even as a little kid i had the craziest dreams i wanted to chase and you know, even though people told me, no, you can't do that, um, I still had this mindset of I want to make it happen. So uh, I knew when I got older that I wanted to promote just that to the, the younger generations and still do it for myself. So you know, I worked as a social worker for a few years and I met a lot of amazing kids, a lot of amazing people. And it made me sit back and think, you know, what else can I can I chase? What other dreams that I can accomplish? And I've always had this crazy dream of being in, being in pro wrestling. I uh, loved pro wrestling as a kid and you know, being involved with something I just always wanted to do. Didn't want to be a wrestler. I can't take the hits. I'm too sensitive for that. <laughs> um, but I can, I can ring announce. I can host. I can do stuff like that. So I created the, the podcast where I'm merging both passions together, where I'm talking about wrestling, interviewing wrestlers, but we're discussing, you know, the struggles and sacrifices we all go through to, to reach our dreams and accomplish goals. So at this point, I mean, I started that two and a half years ago. And that just gave me more opportunities. Now I get to host shows and I get to ring announce, which is super rad. Um, and now I'm actually taking another step where I'm currently training to be a manager, to be an on-screen character 
uh, in front of a live crowd, which I'm super excited. Oh, for. that's, that's awesome. pretty cool. So it's all it's all about just building the resume. I'm telling people, <laughs> you know, just it's like it's kind of like I got an itch. The minute I worked in front of a crowd as a ring announcer, I knew I wanted to do more. So start. I'm starting that. So I tell these kids. I tell everybody. You know, once you take one step towards a dream, you'll you'll notice that you'll you can get closer and make things happen. You just gotta work for it. And um, how I'm on your guys' show, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, this is a first for you guys, right? Indian guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is new. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like I said, I had listened to your podcast, and that was one of the first things initially when you start listening to your podcast is you have like the perfect voice, the perfect like cadence and everything for that sort of. Um, and I always get pissed at Jackie because hers is better than mine. So <laughs> I don't think first... I have a voice for radio, but here I am. I was like, no, it's like uh, everything flows very well, very well put together. Um, yeah, no, for sure. So that's pretty awesome that everything's working out and you are on your way. Try, I'm trying, and then uh, <laughs> sexually, I mean, that's that's a that's a whole topic that we, me as a kid, wasn't it wasn't a topic you talk about. Um, like like we were discussing, like being Indian, it's like super taboo to talk about sex and you know all of that kind of stuff. So like my sexual history was kind of like kind of up and down in a sense where I was like, oh, like am I supposed to lose my virginity as a teenager? Do I wait till marriage? Like we're we're kind of taught to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you guys so, are you guys super religious like arranged marriage type uh serious or I I would say half and half in the, because I'm in a very very unique situation when it comes to like family structure. So my mom was actually born and raised in America mm-hmm. and my dad's straight from India. So they had an arranged marriage and I they didn't meet until the day of their wedding. Oh wow. Uh, like no pictures, no nothing. My dad was a famous wrestler from India. Aww. My mom, so it's in your blood. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> part of the part of the motivation for sure. And uh, my mom's grandfather traveled to India because he he heard about this wrestler that's really popular. Um, and there's like connections there, and he just went. Saw my dad. Asked my dad, "You interested in coming to America? We, you know, my granddaughter is ready to get married. This and that." Um, Obviously, my dad was like, "Sure, you know, we'll, we'll make that happen." And you know, he flew flew to the United States on a twenty-two hour flight, uh, straight to his wedding, and <laughs> sat there, met her for the first time, and that was it. So, you know, I say I say that to say this that I grew up being half super Americanized, and then the other half being very cultured. So it kind of, you know, it didn't clash all the time, but in regards of like sexuality, like. Like it was super taboo. Even yeah. even for my mom, who was born and raised here, wasn't gonna promote that or talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty. It was pretty confusing as a as a kid growing up, because you know, for the for the country that made the Kama Sutra, yeah, like, <laughs> it's super taboo to talk about it. Say like for me, like growing up, the way I learned about it was you know growing up with like kids and kind of hearing other kids talk about it because I grew up. Um, going to schools as the only Indian kid. So, you know, everybody else is talking about it and my household wasn't. So, you know, it was learning about certain things from other kids or like TV. Um, I grew, you know, I was, I grew up in the internet phase. So like being curious and just looking up shit on the internet, um, <laughs> is really, that, that's what, that was like my, like, that's what really taught me to be honest with you. Like we never had a conversation with our parents about it. Like I never had the talk from my dad like none of that yeah so, i was gonna ask I mean, that was there any there wasn't any no oh, nothing <laughs> it's, it's super wild to think about it because now you know when i when i think about having my own kids one day like i would i would have that conversation with my kids was there but, any talk about relationships at all like like in a just a relationship sense like what's gonna happen are you gonna get married are you gonna see anybody Growing up, for sure, like, for for me, was like, nope, you don't date. You don't. Like, no dating until, until you're in college. And uh, I obviously did not listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was kind of like a, I was a rebel kid. I was the youngest kid um, in, in the household. I was the youngest kid out of all my cousins. 
And I kind of just did things my own way. And I, I grew up a little different from everybody else too. Like, you know, growing up, not being, uh, being a super minority, being the only Indian kid. And I, I grew up with different diversities and with people with different cultures. And a lot of people in my family kind of stuck to their own. Um, and I, I never, I never liked it that way. Like I, I like to be diverse and socialize with everybody from every type of background. So for me, like dating and like, if you're going to date, like you can't date anybody outside your race. Like that's a big no, no. So I did all that. Like, you know, I dated <laughs> Asian, Mexican, white, blacks, like whatever it was, I didn't like, I didn't care. Like I was just like, if I vibe with that person, like, you know, that's what we're going to do. And I, I kept it a secret, snuck uh-huh. around and. You know, tell them I'm you going rebel. to basketball practice when I was really going to watch movies with the girls and this and that. <laughs> and definitely, you know, had some experiences there where, you know, I have my first kiss or get a first hand job and you're like, oh, shit, this is this is, this is how it goes down. <laughs> like, nobody, right. So you just kind of vibe with it. So that was like that was like growing up. It's just definitely not something you talk about. And even if we could be sitting back and, you know, we grew up in a wrestling family. Right. So. There's a period of time where WWE had um, bikini contest matches and things mm-hmm. like that, right? And we're all ready to watch The Rock and all that. And then you have that type of match and boom, channel changed. Like, can't watch it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, or there was times where my dad would leave it on, but it would be super awkward where he just <laughs> look the other way or go in the kitchen to get something. So your parents, they're still together. Yes, obviously. Yes after uh 33 years it's 33 years now mm-hmm. that's kind of yeah. crazy yeah i sometimes i was sometimes when i think of like when i was younger i thought like an arranged marriage was like the most ridiculous thing in the world but the older i get the more i can kind of understand it like yeah. how it could work more than if you were in a romantic relationship and decided to get married because it's more of a partnership than than well because you go into that you don't go into that <laughs> saying like oh, this person is going to be, like, the love of my life on first sight. You go into it like, I'm going to have to work yeah. at yeah. something. It's an arrangement. There's always that pressure, too, of not disappointing your families, right? Right. Because mm-hmm. the belief is that it's not just the woman and man getting married. It's two families getting married. And they, they're heavy about that um, because they, they expect the in-laws to come over and have tea and all of that. So... You know, if, if you don't make that marriage work, you're just, like, an embarrassment to the family. Like, you ruin everybody's life, basically. Um, so there is that pressure in it. I mean, if you look at the statistics, like, arranged marriages oftentimes work. <laughs> well, but how much of that do you think is, you know, not wanting to bring shame on your family and the relationship actually working? <laughs> I Probably, like, 75%. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Okay, no, so I have a question because today, obviously, I was listening to a bunch of things on Indian culture and sex and obviously, yes, the Kama Sutra. So, like, how does the culture tiptoe around that and say, like, we're not going to talk about sex, but we have this sex manual? (laughs) Do you not acknowledge it? Like, (laughs) Just pretend it doesn't exist. I don't, I don't think it's, it's never been acknowledged. I don't think any, any kid's household ever brought it up. Um, even, even for me, like my parents used to own a grocery store or a liquor store and they would sell adult videos and magazines there. So (laughs) they closed the store and like, they didn't get rid of that shit. So it was all in a box that they put in the attic. So I remember climbing up in the attic and I'm finding that box and I grabbed them, stashed them under my bed and. (laughs) Uh, one of the videos work was the Kama Sutra movie <laughs> that they, they had made in like the nineties. And I remember watching that and it was actually like a whole love story to it. Like it was a super like drama, dr- dramatic movie uh, right from Bollywood. But you know, <laughs> I would obviously like skip to the sex scenes and all that. And then it was then where I was aware of, Oh wow. Kama Sutra. What's that? Started Googling it and started, you know, knowing it's a book full of positions and all that. And I'm, even as a kid, I'm thinking, yo, these are my people that are doing all this. <laughs> They're holding out on us. Like, wait a second. Something's not adding up here. It doesn't. And, like, I mean, even as a even as a kid when I was just curious, like, searching up porn and all of that, like, 
even when you search like Indian porn, like nothing would ever come up. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like damn, we really don't have sex. This sucks. <laughs> I, it really, it made no sense to me. So. Wait, so wait, sorry, I don't want to. I just have a little anecdote like that happened last weekend uh, pertaining to Indian porn. Um, what? <laughs> it, it was weird. Uh, I was working a con last weekend, and the guest that I was with, we had someone come up, and she said her name was, I don't remember what she said her name was, but the guest thought she said her name was Priva. So, uh-huh. and you know, it sounds like an Indian name. So I was like, oh, I was like, isn't there like a goddess or something named Priva? And she goes, isn't it like a medication? So we're sitting there trying to like figure out what <laughs> Priva is. And I look it up and sure enough, Priva is a porn star. <laughs> and I'm like, why do I know that there's a porn star named Priva? I don't know. Useless information in my brain. <laughs> anyway. Like, look it up myself. <laughs> He's like, all right, all right. <laughs> 11-year-old AJ's been looking for this. <laughs> Well, uh, I know you had a, a a mishap when you were caught um, in, in watching porn when you were younger. Oh, big time! So <laughs> it was wild. So like it was we, wild. <laughs> Twelve years old, it was wild. So like, I think I, I think I had been looking at porn for like a couple years at this point. Super sneaky. We only had one desktop computer, and and at this point, we lived in a three bedroom house. So my room was in the middle of it. So I had left, I had probably had just came back from school and I turned on the computer and I faced the other way where I'm playing Xbox, but the computer is running. So my dad usually got ready to leave for work around three o'clock. So it's like three ten. So boom, turn on the computer. I'm ready to watch my stuff. And it, he comes right back three ten, and walks in, he looks and he just freezes. And he's just like, what's that on your computer? And I look, and the first thing I say was, it's a virus, it's a virus. It's a virus. And all that kept coming to my mind. And it was it was interesting because he, he called me out on it. He was like, oh, that's bullshit. That's no virus. Like, you must have been searching something to get those type of viruses. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I quickly turned it off. And he, he like, the first thing he says is, is that, Oh, I'm gonna tell your mom, and she's gonna tell all the relatives that this is what you're doing. What oh, the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 like I won't do it anymore because I don't want, obviously, don't want anybody to know. And that was like his first instinct on how to handle that situation. Just tell the relatives. <laughs> but I'm, everybody in India is gonna know about this. <laughs> That'll scare you into submission. Everyone uh, in India. Like, uh. like at that point, like I was like, oh, like he, it was that fear tactic. And, you know, if I was, if now going in like 10 years, if I'm in the same shoes and I see my kid doing it, like for me, it would be like, oh, let me sit down and talk to him. Like, hey, like be careful on what you're searching or, you know, go about it a different way instead of like scaring the kid. It's not watching it because that shit didn't work anyway. (laughs) I mean, that's what that's a lot of what we talk about on the podcast is that it's, you know, it's the difference in in our generation of that it, it is more appropriate and acceptable to talk about it and it makes a lot healthier individuals <laughs> by talking about it now you know you, you have been to um india when was the last time that you were there so the last time i went to india was it was the last and the first time that i went was when i was 15 years old and it was a, it was actually another fear tactic <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> I was doing I was doing very poorly in school, and you know I just I just didn't appreciate the things that I had here. So my dad felt like it was a it was a good point for me to go to India and kind of see how people live out there. And when I went out there, uh, it changed my whole mindset. Just seeing seeing kids as young as two three years old walking the streets, begging for money, not going to school because that's the only way for them to help their family survive. Um, really changed everything that I looked at. So when I came back home, I stayed there for one month, and I, I didn't even stay in the nice places. We have family that stays in, stay in the nice places, but uh, for me to learn my lesson, I really lived in the slums. And you know, I came back different mindset. Got you know, got my shit together, did well. But um, the experience that I had in India, when it comes to like sexual stuff too, was interesting because like they don't. It's not like they sell porn, but it's not like out there. Like it's not on the stands in a in a, in a shop where you can see it or anything it's like, like black that. Black market porn. Like, 
you have to go to like the stores that they sell movies and stuff and ask for it directly. Damn. And I remember, I remember going to to a movie store and you know just buying a whole bunch of movies. And the guy had he didn't he wasn't really organized, so out comes a little few porn movies. And I was like, oh shit, like where's this coming from? And he was like, oh, do you want these too? Like <laughs> it was very like on the low, as if he was selling drugs. Mm-hmm. Which was which was really interesting for me, and and over there, this, um, the sex trafficking is trafficking over there is crazy. Yeah, that was gonna be a question of mine. It, it was wild for me, so I only had one, like one exposure to it while I was there, and it was it was really interesting. So, my cousin asked me, "Hey, do you want to go uh, go out to this restaurant?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Go to the restaurant, and it wasn't a fucking restaurant. Because we walk in and out comes this this older guy and he just opens up one of those little curtain things and there's just a bunch of women there and he was just like, oh, go ahead and pick whichever one you want. And I'm like, I'm looking at my cousin like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, I don't want none of this. Like, you're you're crazy for this shit. And he goes, oh, no, no, we weren't going to do anything. I just want to show you like this kind of stuff happens here. Mm -hmm. And and I was like, all right, well, fuck it, dude. I'm not staying here. Let's get out. So we walk out, and I was, that was like my first exposure on on sex trafficking happening right in front of me. And mm-hmm. then, you know, the porn movies and how they how they promote that. So it's like everything's super like underground. And yeah, that's crazy. Not promoted, and you know, sex, the sex trafficking there is happening and it's real. And it's it's a sad situation. It's definitely a sad situation when you see things like that right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. So now with growing up with all this, how old were you when you lost your virginity? I was, let's be, let's be real here. I was 20, 25. All right. All right. Yeah. 25. And, uh, but I, I will say this though, from at least 17 to 25, like I was hooking up with girls, but not, right. not having intercourse. Like, oral and giving oral and all that mm-hmm. but never did intercourse something about intercourse always scared me up until actually meeting somebody that I actually wanted to do it with mm-hmm. like I always, I always I always lived with the fear of like okay what if what if I get the girl pregnant or you know even even if I use the condom or, or getting a disease or something like that that was always built in my mind so I never did intercourse but my dumb ass still went and did you know got blowjobs and stuff which, <laughs> things like, that you can I, still I, get I, diseases I from <laughs> But, um, so I waited. I waited a long time, and I didn't. I didn't mind it. Like I didn't. I didn't feel bad about it. I didn't feel any pressure, um, especially in the society that I grew up in. Like there's never really pressure. Like I always dated girls. Um, girls always liked me. At a when I got a little older, they started liking me. They didn't like me too much when I was a little kid. But um, you know, never felt that pressure to want it in, and I, I didn't see a reason to do it with any with just anybody. So waited till I found the right one, and that was it, and it clicked. What? I had a thought and you I were, lost it. You lost it. <laughs> um, um, I well, I also know you were talking earlier to me about um how girls reacted to you being Indian uh, growing up. Yeah, so it, it was around. So growing up, like I've always, I've all, I was always being teased because I was an Indian kid. You know, it was easy to be attacked by other people. Who were just saying, "Oh, look at this Gandhi." Or where's your red dot at? And even when, when they were saying this to me, like, it didn't make sense to me because I was like, what's a red dot? Like, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm so, I wasn't so in tune with my own culture for me to even understand what the red dot means or, you know, why are they calling me Gandhi? Mm. So I, I grew up with a lot of that bullying, especially being the only Indian kid. And I saw that in different ways. I started to grow out of it because I, I, I struggled with, with, with my personality in a sense where I didn't embrace who I was because I was afraid of what other people thought. And and I say that because, you know, who I wanted to be and who I knew I was was something that other people wouldn't appreciate because they would be like, oh, you're not supposed to act like this because you're Indian. And a lot of kids would say that. So a lot of people, like I talk differently from, from a lot of Indians that, you know, people interact with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was always get the whole, like, why are you talking black? You're not black. And I, I would, my response would be, I just, I just talk the way I talk. It has nothing to do with color. And 
So when it came to women and liking girls, especially like in middle school, the worst. I, I was the fucking worst. I'm telling you, <laughs> the fucking worst. It, it was it was really interesting. Like, and I would be crushing on girls so hard. Like I was one of those kids that just fucking falls in love and you know sends them little AOL little and notes and yeah <laughs> messages. <laughs> I can see him doing it. That's the best part is that he's just like over there, like sending the Valentine's grams, you know. <laughs> and like there, there was always like a couple of girls that would, you know, be flirtatious back and it, and it would stop there. And then I would just kind of hear rumblings in the background about how, oh, they wouldn't date an Indian guy because they themselves felt like they would be made fun of for that. And I, I struggled with that until until probably high school. High school, my, my first girlfriend was Indian because I felt like, okay, like no, <laughs> Let's no girl try it. other races are going to like me. So I might as well go out with my own kind, And which was great. The girl was great. She was amazing. I, I, you know, to this day, I think she thinks very highly of her. And so I dated her for a few months. And then and then I noticed my, my confidence level kind of changed in the sense of I started to stop thinking about what other people – what other people assume I should be like and embrace my personality. And, and the minute I did that, you know, I started getting attention from everybody, all different types of girls. And I started dating different races, but it was that middle school time frame where, where I really felt like I was placed in the box, even when it came to girls. Mm. And it was a struggle. It was, it was hard being a little, little AJ at 12 years old. I had a hard time with that. <laughs> I think middle school across the board was just a shitty time for a lot of people. Yeah, and I can relate to a lot of what you said because I feel like I was my own worst enemy growing up. Like, if I had, like, I, looking back and, and like, at pictures and shit and all this stuff of how I perceived myself then, and I'm like, why did I think these things? Like, I clearly didn't look like that. I clearly didn't act like that. But it's because I was just kind of, like, listening to everyone else. And you just got to, you got to own your shit. It's the truth, and I tell people this all the time. It's like, fuck, man, embrace what you love. And in my example that I use a lot is there was a period of time where wrestling wasn't popular, and it, I pretended not to like wrestling because I didn't want to be known as the wrestling nerd. And somebody used to always tell me, like, you know, in high school, oh, this there, there's this girl who also likes wrestling, and we know you like it. Won't you go talk to her and, you know, make a connection? And I always blowed it off. I was like, nah, like, I'm not going to talk to her. Like, what are you talking about? I don't like wrestling. I'm trying to be the cool guy. Fast forward till now, that girl that they were telling me to talk to is a WWE women's champion. <laughs> so I, I say that to say this is like, embrace your passions. You know, don't hide them away from everybody. And, you know, connect with people who have that similar passion because you don't know where that relationship can go. And it's, it's just cool to connect with people that like your, like the same, same interests. Yeah, Definitely. I fucking own my sh- my nerdiness. I'm like, Honest. I <laughs> uh, I'd like it's so funny when people try and like tell me like I'm a nerd or like negatively some way tell me that the things I'm into are weird or I'm like go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's crazy though, like people people say that shit and now they say the hot the hot chicks now, like everybody wants to hook up with a nerd. Like I don't know if you guys that trend. <laughs> it's kind of it, it's kind of a trend yeah well it was funny though because well, all, th- all through high school um i didn't really care like i was always fine with being like the smart person and i didn't really care that like anyone thought of me as a nerd because i don't know and <laughs> i didn't really I'd... anyone consider you a nerd in yeah school? i was like the person that put folders up like you're not gonna look at my Just shit because of deca like, no, no, no 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 we're not gonna talk about deca okay first of all second that of was, all like, the only nerdy thing second you of did. all you were a cheerleader no you were, bro like... i was captain of the quiz bowl team <laughs> like you cannot get you cannot get any nerdier than four buzzers four people and like i'm the leader like the leader of the buzzers <laughs> the leader of the buzzers okay and i loved that oh. shit <laughs> i took time out of my schedule to write a 30 page business plan because i thought it was cool right <laughs> where's that worth that ethic these days <laughs> i used it all up <laughs> but yeah i also think that i was like one of the first people to just like i feel like there was a lot of people in high school who 
covertly were like sleeping with a lot of people and like hush hush about it Mm -hmm. and like I was just like, I love sex. And everyone was like, you're fucking weird. And I was like, well, that sucks. Look at me now. (laughs) Look at me now. (laughs) But like, that's how it went. Like, everyone was like, shh, we don't talk about it. And I was like, well, I'm going to read my porn star book for reading hour. So (laughs) shit happens. That's wild. (laughs) I mean, I did some crazy. I remember getting. uh... So I used to. I used to be a part of this little program where we had a daycare on campus and it was the easiest class that you can take. And I needed the easy A's to graduate. So I remember being a part of the class. And it was a two period class where you're in the daycare and you help out taking care of the little ones. And then the, there's a class component too, where you learn how to, you know, what to do when you have a kid and how do you take care of your kid? All yeah, these different like early things. childhood education or some shit like that. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds like that. a nightmare. I took it. We had to carry like babies around. So I was the only, I was the only guy that was in this class, and I'm full of a, a classroom full of single teen moms, and it was wild because like, you know, they they would obviously see me, and I'm like just hanging out playing with their kids, and, and it must have like just got them super horny because they're like, oh, this this guy's a nice guy, he's over here taking care of my kid, whatever, whatever, and man, I I remember just hooking up with girls like in the laundry room of that daycare where I'm in the, I'm in the laundry room, just folding clothes and shit. And like one of the moms just comes in and just, I, I shit you not. This girl walks into that laundry room, shuts the door, slaps me in the face. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why'd you slap me? I don't understand. No, she's jumping my bones on top of the motherfucking dryer and just going all out, just taking my pants off, giving me blowjobs. And I'm like, what the fuck is wild? I like your style. Yeah. I would say that, that was probably one of my proudest moments. <laughs> still? It's still one of my proudest moments for sure. I mean, it's definitely a good story. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. I think that's a public service announcement, although people under 18 shouldn't be listening to this. But if you are, <laughs> covertly. Take, take the early child. Take the early child. <laughs> well, don't take the class because you might get yourself in some shit like I did. <laughs> I mean, but was there negative repercussions from that? Um, you know what? She she was one of those where afterwards it was blowing up my phone and saying that she wanted another child. Oh boy! Oh, oh boy! All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I had to block that number and uh, just uh, kind of avoid her a little bit. <laughs> oh my God! Lord, Lord! <laughs> oh man! Well. Yes. What? You I were know. saying something. No, I was going to say, well, I don't know. Just well? <laughs> yeah, well. Okay, cool. Uh, did we miss anything is what my well was going to be that we were supposed to talk about. Or is there anything else you would like to specifically talk about? I feel like we covered a lot. I wouldn't. You guys have any questions? <laughs> I, feel like I'd, I feel like I'd said a lot in like one or two questions that you guys asked. I feel like I just kept rambling. No. No, that's no, good. That's good. I'd um, rather have you do that than, Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm curious about other stuff not related to this, so we can talk later. But um, <laughs> I don't think our our, uh, our followers want to hear about wrestling. <laughs> Probably not. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but if you do, uh, the Spinning Heel Kick podcast. Yeah. All you got to do is uh, search on Instagram and Twitter at Prince underscore AJ Kamara, and it'll pop right up. 132 episodes released now. Yeah, so. it's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From all over the world, talking about dreams and struggles and sacrifices, and you hear a lot of their in-depth secrets that they've never talked about, which is pretty cool. Um, because a lot of people have shared a lot of struggles that they have, uh, whether it's with drug addiction or you know family troubles that they went through. Um, and they share that on on my platform, which is cool because they don't share it on anybody else's, and they feel that trust. So, you know, for anybody out there that has struggles. And, and as a pro wrestling fan, or if not, like if you just want to hear a story where you can connect to just a person, um, check it out. Let me know what you think. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And, you know, we hardly ever talk about wrestling because I feel like it's more of a life podcast and, you know, a motivational podcast. So it's not a anyway. show about wrestling, it's just a show that happens to have wrestlers. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Hey, I'm going to put that on a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, 
Anyways, AJ, thanks for uh, coming out. Uh, this was great. I, I like when we get people out of our out of the group that come and talk because then mm-hmm. we get totally different things, and that's what this is supposed to be about. So mm-hmm. thanks, dude. Yeah, no worries. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, so one more big thank you to Prince AJ Kumar for coming on and talking about some stuff. We He's the actual cutest. Yeah, he is. He's adorable. So you all should go follow him. Yes. Um, we'll put that obviously in the little show notes. Yes, and uh, we're gonna do our own plugs now. So, uh, really exciting thing we want to talk about. We briefly mentioned it, but we got a date locked in. There's still some details to be determined. But July 21st, if you're in the South Florida area, if you're not in the South Florida area, you should still drive your ass here and come. <clears throat> not come, like come. But <laughs> I mean, we can arrange some stuff. <laughs> I mean, we we have stuff that can make you come. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey! Um, we are going to do, uh, I think this is going to be an annual thing that we're doing now. So it's an annual Naughty Strawberry Boat Campers meetup, uh, slash pure romance event for the ladies. Uh, we're going to do the first half of it as uh, a presentation for the women so they can check out all of our toys. So if you want to bring your boyfriends or if guys, you want to bring your ladies, whoever's listening to us, um, there is a bar outside of our private room, so you guys can hang out there while the ladies do their thing. And then afterwards, it's going to be like a TKS meet and greet, uh, hang out, come chill with us, have some drinks, and uh, she'll be real fun. It's going to be around time to be determined. Yeah. It, <laughs> we'll, it, we'll come back. I still think the last time it started at 4-ish. Yeah, so Saturday, July 21st. 21st. Mark it down. Bo Campers, Miramar location. Yes, ma'am. Um... And we wanted to talk about haters. Guys, <laughs> I think I said this on like one of the first podcasts that I was like, we know we made it when we get a hater. And we've been really blessed that we've gotten so much positive feedback from this podcast. Like so much. Um, it's kind of crazy, but you know, it can't last forever. So I was dun, perusing dun, dun. yes the other day um, and I looked up our iTunes rating. Which, rate and review, guys. Um, and someone gave us one star. We've been five stars this whole time, and someone gave us one star. And so now we're 4.5. So, uh, and there's no description, like, as to why. Like, normally, if it's someone who genuinely doesn't like the podcast, they'll fucking tell you why. So I'm assuming it's just someone who doesn't like us for some particular reason. I'm sure it's someone I pissed <laughs> off or someone I've talked shit about or I don't fucking know. So uh, go and rate and view us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud. But I hope you get a come cross in the eye. Because <laughs> um, it really helps us out, and it helps awesome people like AJ find us and uh, come join us and have some fun. So so if you are on um, iTunes and you go to like the main podcast page, you have to scroll all the way down, and then it has the little stars, and then you just rate it. And yeah. If you love us, tell us you love us. And we love you long time. Please, because my, my ego. No, 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 I really don't give a shit. <laughs> and as always, <laughs> you can find all of our social media on the NaughtyStrawberry.com. <laughs> shit, what's the rest of my fucking thing? Oh, God. Oh, uh, we don't use Snapchat because it fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. So you can email us. At the NaughtyStrawberry at Yahoo.com. And, um, yeah. Thanks for coming out. Well, I'm, I'm actually talking to you and not. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening, I guess. I'm going to tweak it. This We're still working on this format. <laughs> we went from no format to yeah. format, format, Super format. format. <laughs> Boom. Bye.